Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now, here's Rick. Welcome to another episode of the Point of Impact podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Great to have you. And I know that I have been talking about doing a a series of episodes on decision-making, and I absolutely promise you that will start next week. But something uh, just occurred to me over the past week. I I got done uh, doing another time of fasting and prayer that I've been doing for like 30 years. And I just thought, you know, I've never talked about that on a podcast. I've never explained what that is or you know how it works. And fasting has become more popular, the term, because of intermittent fasting. But that's um, different than, say, spiritual fasting or fasting and prayer. And so when I used to talk about it, you know, years ago, people would kind of look at me. They didn't even know what the word meant. They, they never really even heard fasting. But now it's become more popular. But there's a whole aspect of this that is not about dieting that has incredible potential incredible potential and i'd like to talk about the benefits of fasting today why why you should fast and pray and and some of the really 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 powerful things that can come out of it in your life and uh, i hope it'll be beneficial to you i think it is absolutely something you should you should keep an open mind about just keep an open mind you know you might just think gosh uh this seems kind of odd or strange, but let me kind of try to demystify it for you a, a little bit, okay? I mean, it's a, it's a spiritual practice, and so there will always be a sense in which spiritual things have a mystery to them. But how about we just open up, uh, you know, with a, a definition um, about, you know, what exactly is fasting? Fasting is not abstaining from watching television or uh, smoking cigarettes or eating sweets or whatever. That that would be abstinence. Fasting is very specific and it is not eating food. As a, a spiritual practice that was commanded by Jesus. So in Mark chapter 2 verses 18 through 20 Jesus commands us to do it it's not an option by the way in fact it's interesting because in Matthew 6 16 through 18 and this is that Matthew 5 6 and 7 in the Bible the first book of the New Testament in the Bible gospel of Matthew is the famous sermon on the Mount of Jesus and these are basically all these teachings he does about what it means to to be a follower of Christ what it means to live in God's kingdom and he makes this statement, Jesus says, when you fast, not if you fast, when you fast, the assumption is you will be fasting because it is something that you're supposed to do. So when you fast and you say, well, why, you know, why, why this? And in, um, you know, really, I think in, in a nutshell, it's because God knows how basic eating is to us. I mean, it is. And fasting really breaks kind of the power of food. You know, the 
the power of food in our lives. We, we, we run our lives according to breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, we go out with people to socialize and eat. People eat when they're happy, eat when they're sad, eat when they're angry, eat when they're depressed, treat themselves to eat comfort food, you know, all that stuff. It's, it's basic to who we are. So when you say no to that, that is a huge thing to do. And it then has some very powerful benefits when you're able to do that. Now, Moses, Joshua, David, Esther, Elijah, Daniel, <laughs> Apostle Paul, St. Francis, Martin Luther, John Calvin, John Wesley, Jonathan Edwards, I mean, D.L. Moody, all fasted. And by the way, of all those incredible people that I just listed, let's just uh, list at the top of that, Jesus fasted. Jesus fasted. Jesus fasted and prayed for 40 days. Wow. And and just to give you a, a little sense of my years of fasting, I've gone 20 days. That's the longest I've ever gone. I've never gone 40 days. In fact, after 20 days, you know, things get real. And we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more because some people are like, well, I can't fast because that's not good for you. And we'll, we'll talk about that here in just a moment. But you can fast up to 20 days and Maybe after that, some things may start to happen. But um, you know, let's let, you know. Let's just let's just talk about it right now. Let's not even wait. You know, fasting harmful to your body? No, it's not. You can do. You can go many days without food. Now you must have water. Drinking water is very important. But fasting harming a person? How about overeating harming? Come on, overeating is, I mean, we have an obesity epidemic in this country. I mean, it's really bad. How many, two thirds of all Americans are either overweight or obese. Two thirds are either overweight or obese. That's, that's an amazing number. So overeating causes all kinds of problems all kinds of physical problems. In fact, in terms of COVID, they say that obesity is one of the things that just really, really, really causes problems for people who get it and can cause even lead them to death. So overeating bad, fasting, no. You can fast and as long as you're drinking water, you're good. And as I said, really up to uh, maybe 20 days. Now, there may be some exceptions. I mean, someone who's exceptionally thin, who's literally like underweight, then then that gets a little more challenging. But there's very few people like that. But those people are certainly out there. You may be one of them. So then you couldn't fast for as long as 20 days because you just don't have enough uh, fat uh, to, to, to burn off and you'd start to lose muscle. But many, many people, the majority by far, the vast majority have plenty of fat reserves that can be drawn on during a time of fasting. Now, let me also say, you know, what about if you're on medication? Well, then, you know, you should certainly follow the directives of your physician. If you're diabetic or have some other kind of medical condition that requires a specific diet, then you've got to... Uh, 
you got to talk to your doctor about that. It, it may not be possible. But again, I don't want to sound like a smart aleck here, but that's still rare. That's still rare. The vast majority of people might be looking for excuses not to fast, but there aren't really any good ones. And, and by the way, I hope when I'm done today, you're going to be like, why am I looking for excuses? There's so many benefits that come from this. Why would I ever not do it? Something that I should have been doing a, a, a long time ago. I think that's hopefully what you're going to end up thinking. Now, you may say, well, don't people get sick during a fast? And of course, it, it's all dependent on the definition of the word sickness. You certainly won't feel great, especially in the beginning of a fast. In fact, not feeling great is a sign the fast is actually working. So here's what happens. Your, your body has these toxins. They... It, you do. You have them, you know, all these preservatives that we eat. Even if you're the cleanest eater, you still have toxins and uh, in you. in you. And so um, when your body uh, is disposing of these pollutants, you might say, you know, you're going to you're going to feel uh, you're not going to feel great. You're going to feel weak. You're going to have headaches, hunger pains, loss of energy. You'll you'll feel cold. Especially if it's, you know, in the winter season, you'll feel cold. You just don't have anything burning inside you. So those things are all things that happen. None of them, by the way, are harmful for you. They're not. In fact, when those things are happening, really, it's your body cleansing itself. This is sort of like the ultimate cleanse. I know there's these products out there to cleanse yourself, but th this is the ultimate cleansing that you can do in your body is just to fast. When all you have going in you is water, it will clean out your uh, body. And just to show you, you know, the sorts of things that can happen. I'm a pretty regular person. This is kind of funny to talk about, but no one's looking right at me so I can do it. The beauty of a podcast I'm a pretty regular person, so it's not like I'm sort of storing stuff up in my colon, but on the 11th day of a fast, I had a bowel movement. On the 11th day, it took 11 days to work through 28 feet of colon to finally get out of the body. I mean, it just gives you a sense of what that's like. And in the early, uh, in the early days of a fast, you'll, you'll have some unpleasant um, experiences in that regard as well. And those early times when pollutants are getting out, toxins are getting out of your body. Um, it's, uh, it, it, it's shocking because it just shows you, you know, really what, what is, what is inside of you. And then people say, well, I, I mean, how am I supposed to do this in work? And, um, you know, you, you'd be surprised. You can, you can do it. I have done it and carried on a full work schedule I have done it and done my preaching and public speaking and gone to meetings and uh, counseled with people, at all, all those things I've done. I've done many, many, many week or 10 day fasts, many of them, and I've never stopped me from any of my regular activities. Just... Uh, it's the truth. And you'll sleep well, believe me. You'll go to sleep earlier and you'll have a, a real recharge and you'll you'll be renewed. Now, if you happen to be a laborer that say works outside in the cold, then you might have to drink like a uh, 
something more than water like a, a juice because the carbohydrates in the juice will give you just enough boost to keep you warm. So um, that's something that, that you can do and still continue to fast. But ideally, fasting is just drinking water. That's the purest form of fasting. And you may have heard of the Daniel fast, for instance, you know, don't eat meats, don't eat sweets, stuff like that. I mean, it's, it is a, a fast, but it's not the fast that Jesus was talking about. It's not the fast that is it, the pri- primary fast, predominant fast that has been practiced throughout Christianity has been the fast of no eating whatsoever and, and, and just drinking water. So let's just look at some of these um, benefits that come from fasting when you combine it with prayer. Now, again, if you just fast, that is essentially a diet. And and let me just say this. It's hard not to be uh, fascinated by and, and, and have your attention turned toward the physical aspects of a fast, even though it is spiritual. And I say that having done many, many, many fasts through the years. It, it, it is because, you know, you, you just see what's happening to your body, how you're kind of cleaning your body out. You'll, of course, see uh, um, in the beginning, like the first three days, you'll, you'll lose like two pounds a day. So that's that's pretty rapid weight loss if you fast for a week it's and then it goes down to about a pound you're gonna lose say at least uh at least 10 pounds and um that is really really a, a lot of weight in a, in a in a fairly short period of time and could be even greater than that and uh so you'll you'll notice some of these changes in you and and that it's only human to be you know, sort of caught by that, but that's not the purpose. The purpose is spiritual. And so the combination is all, whenever um, Jesus talks about fasting, whenever fasting is talked about in the Bible, it is always combined with prayer. There's no such thing as fasting. It's fasting and prayer, prayer and fasting. They always go together. They're, they're linked. There, there is no one with, 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 without the other. That's not, that's not how it works. So really what it comes down to is how prayer, something that you should do regularly, becomes more powerful when it is combined with fasting. So fasting, uh, I would say, first of all, fasting intensifies your faith in terms of the benefits now. To believe that God will answer your prayer with such conviction that you're willing to deny yourself food in expectation of of receiving an answer is is a very powerful expression of faith. I mean, it is if it is a a true statement of faith. So again, if you're thinking, you know, how can I intensify my faith, or how can I grow my faith? I mean, without faith, it's impossible. Please. To please God, the Bible says there's so many things you see in the Bible that happen because of faith. Jesus gave some of his greatest praise to people who exercised faith. So it's something you want to do. And you say, well, how can I intensify my faith? I mean, here, here's, here's, here it is. I mean, here's a way to do it by fasting, by fasting. When you fast and pray, you, you bring uh, an intensity to your faith that you simply previously did not have. 
Here's another uh, powerful benefit. Fasting really uh, brings about humility. You know, if you depend on your own strength, you'll feed your strength to, to stay strong. I mean, I'm a guy that was an athlete and I've been in the weight room for my entire life. My entire, even not even adult life, even before becoming an adult. So I'm someone who has always been strong, always been able to uh, lift a lot of weight. And and the way, the course that you keep strong and build strength is with a good diet and protein. So when you depend on your strength, you feed your strength. Yeah, so you can stay strong. Fasting expresses humility through weakness by purposely neglecting food that would strengthen you. In other words, you're really saying to God, my confidence is in you, not in what makes me strong. My strength is in you rather than in my physical strength. And, you know, even if you're not, say, a physically strong person, you, of course, still have your strength, whatever level of strength you have, and we all have strength at some level, it comes throughout from eating, from fuel. So when you fast, you're saying, it's not my strength, it's your strength, God. It's the strength that you give me. It's, it's my confidence in you and what you can do. So, so you see how this just is so crucial in this aspect of faith. What does it mean to practice faith? This is how you do it. And this may be the key for some of you because you know you need to practice more faith. You need, you know you need to have more faith and you just haven't been able to figure out a way to do it. Here it is. All right, here's another benefit. Fasting puts God first. You know, it's one thing to say, oh, you know, to put God first, God is first in my life, all that. But listen, when you're surrounded by abundance, and we are, I mean, come on. You may be listening to this podcast in a country that isn't, but most of the people listening to this podcast are in places where there's abundance. In a culture of indulgence, fasting and prayer demonstrates that Jesus is the highest priority over all of our appetites or affections, that he's number one, that he really is first. Because you're denying yourself all of these things in order to put him first. And maybe I should just add in here, because in 1 Corinthians in the Bible, chapter 7, it talks about this. It says to, to, to married couples, you shouldn't deny each other sex except if you agree to, to spend time specifically with God and you and so you have that agreement and this would be one of those times it would be kind of silly to deny yourself the pleasure of food and then continue to have the pleasure of sex and and you know be fasting those two things are kind of uh, counterproductive so you of course if you're single or you don't have sex then that's not an, even an issue but you know if you're say married and you you have sex regularly you, you just say to your spouse during this time we're not going to do that. Now, I'm going to tell you, you're not going to feel like doing it anyway, because you just will not, you know, you just don't have the energy 
and uh, the drive, it's just not there. So it won't be hard. Uh, you're, you'll be so uh, spiritually minded and so focused on that, but just need, need to say that uh, just for clarification purposes. Another benefit, fasting tunes us to, to, to God's will, to God's plan for our lives. Fasting takes the focus off the things of this world and puts the focus on God, right? That's what it does. It's a spiritual practice. It's not a dietary practice. It's a spiritual practice. You're fasting and you're praying. And so it just changes. And so because you're seeking God and you're praying and you're listening and you're focused, guess what? Things become clearer to you. It's hard to describe and explain, but there is a focus that you will get fasting that you just won't get in any other way. I mean, I've experienced it time and time again. You will just, it's just like a, a laser focus. You just see things clearly. And so it's extremely beneficial for your life and future to to be able to have that you'll just see yourself you know you'll see things in a way that is just really 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 positive for your for your future just that's just what happens through fasting it, it is a marvelous experience it really is it is a it is some it's one of those hard but well worth it things and there are more of those in this life. You do something hard, but you see that there's just great value that comes out of it. And that's exactly what happens in fasting and in, in prayer. You, I mean, I have been doing it for so long consistently because it is worth it. It is obedience, you know, it is obedience to God. But it's worth doing. It, it simply is. It's worth doing because of the spiritual benefits that happen. Here's another, here's another of those benefits. Fasting really makes your prayers more, say, fervent or passionate. In the book of James chapter 5, it says the effect of fervent prayer, right, of a righteous man uh, really, you know, works. It works. It's very effective. It's very powerful. The old translations would say it avails. It avails much. So it's not, you know, about emotion. It's about fasting because it intensifies, right? Our faith, we talked about that and reveals the, the, the humility that, that we need to have around putting God first and, and, and we're, we're tuning into God's will. I mean, you see how this all just, it's like your prayer time will be the best prayer time that you will ever have because combining with fasting is just super, super powerful. And then another benefit is really what it ends up doing. In other words, it really, it moves God. It moves God. It moves God to move, you might say. God responds. He rewards those who seek him. Fasting expresses that we uh, really have a, a wholehearted desire to seek God, that we're diligent and God responds to that. Something happens when we fast and pray that doesn't happen when we don't fast and pray. There's a difference. There's a difference. Jesus said some things 
happen only by fasting and prayer. There it is. Some things happen only by fasting and prayer. The only way they're going to happen is by fasting and prayer. So that's what you want to do. You want to be fasting and praying. Now, maybe I don't need to say this, but I think I do, which is, you know, what are just some reasons say not to do this? (laughs) Well, you know, you don't do it to sort of earn God's blessing, you know, as if God's grace is greater. It's not that you earn it. Again, it's you show God that he's first in your life and you're willing to sacrifice for him. And that is a good thing to do. And that does bring about a response from God. But we don't earn it. We don't, you know, you can't just sort of get it by fasting. And by the way, you don't fast as a substitute for obedience. The Bible says to obey is better than sacrifice. So you don't want to be in a place where you say, well, I'm going to keep doing things I shouldn't do, but I'm going to fast and that's going to kind of even it out. That is not how it works in God's economy. You certainly don't want to fast to impress other people. Um, and in that same Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7 in chapter 6, it's it's basically says the same thing. You know, uh, Jesus basically says, if you're going to go around and look all pitiful and people are going to say, what's wrong? And you're going to say, oh, I'm fasting. It's so hard. And Jesus said, there's your reward for fasting. That's it. People are impressed with you. You won't get any benefit from God, any, any, any move of God in your life. It'll just be that. So you don't want to, what you want is for people to not even know. And if they find out, it's only because, well, why won't you go to lunch and da da da, and you, you try to figure out. Believe me, there's creative answers to that. But if people do find out, it's because they probe, not because you were kind of uh, announcing it or promoting it. And you certainly don't want to fast as a form of sort of legalism, you know, like it's just this empty ritual. It's this heartless observance. I'll, I'll do it. It's part of what it means to be a Christian. And so you just kind of do it uh, legalistically. Not good, you know, um, that's not, that's certainly not a reason to do it. What, what is a reason to do it, and I've listed out these benefits today, and to just sort of cap it is, listen, it's just, it will bring you closer to God in a way that you just haven't experienced before. I'm telling you, it will. It will. Because it's just really up upends your whole life. I mean, you, your life is based around meals and all this. I mean, you start fasting. Now, it's great if you belong to a church that has like prayer meetings during the fasting. Because uh, for years, we had a week of fasting and prayer in, in, in my church. Uh, and uh, well, for, for many years, we always did it. And I would attend probably like four or five prayer meetings during say that week. So, you know, that helps when you can go to a prayer meeting and pray together with other people or fasting. So I'd certainly take advantage of that if you can. But even if that's not available to you, and it should be in some in some way, the time you spend with God in prayer, just it'll just be fantastic. You'll feel closer to God. You'll have, again, you'll have like this spiritual focus like you've never had before. And, and then you'll see things happen. You will just see things happen. Breakthroughs will happen. Things will take place that have not taken place up to that point. Again, not because we earn it from God, but it's because we, we obey and we practice the obedience and, and God simply moves on our behalf and we show God how important he is to us 
and is in our lives. And so I, I just couldn't encourage you more to consider trying it, you know. And let me just say, don't give up too easily. Like, you know, try to get through those first three days because they're hard. Not it, not that it gets, I mean, I always get a kick out. People say, oh, after the first three days, it's a breeze. I fasted so much longer than those people, obviously, because that's ridiculous. I mean, you'll get hungry anytime during the fast. But the first three days, you know, you have kind of an agreement. Your body's like, we have an agreement, right? You feed me and I make you feel good. And then when you break the agreement, your body's like, you're going to pay for this. But if you can get through those initial hard days, not that it gets easy, but it gets easier and you'll be amazed to see what God, God can do in your life. And so I really hope that you will take advantage of this practice, fasting and prayer and just see the difference that it will make in your life. Let me just say before I go today. Uh, just quickly, my book, This is Living, Daily Inspiration to Live Your Faith, out there on Amazon. You can pick up a copy. They've discounted a little bit, which is nice. If you got Prime, you get free shipping. It's, it's really helping a lot of people, getting a lot of great feedback. And if, if you'll just get that book, daily reading, 100, it'll take you two and a half, three minutes max to read each each day hopefully first thing in the morning you just sit down i just had somebody tell me yesterday they put it in a prominent place so they see it each day and they just have their reading and man it just inspires them and sets them on the right path for the day and if you're looking for something that'll really bless you that'll really um, help you spiritually mentally uh, this this is living daily inspiration to live your faith will do it and you have a hundred days of readings and inspiration and I hope that you'll you'll pick it up. I think it'll really help you and bless you. All right, next week, promise, we will start talking about decision-making, how to make great decisions that'll bless your life. See you next week. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.